Hey guys, welcome to our first ever episode of Full Metal Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Sam. Just a quick heads up, the sound quality of this episode isn't fantastic. Um, it's our first ever episode, so we did have a few technical issues, but bear with us and hopefully we'll get better as we get along. Enjoy. My right-hand man, Tobe. How are you, Rob? Yeah, not too bad, Sammy. Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. And... Uh, with us on the line is also Dave. Dave, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, not look, too bad. Oh, that's good, mate. We got a we got a full schedule for our first ever episode. We got we were talking Alien Covenant, um, Guardians two, and uh, having a bit of trigger time with Rogue One. So we got a full full schedule for our first ever pod. So let's jump into it. Let's start talking about movies. Um, Alien Covenant. Dave, you saw this one. You said to me over the phone. This was a uh, you had some interesting thoughts on it. Sounded pretty lame. I, I, I purposely didn't go to the movies to see it because it just looked lame. Um, jump into it, David. Tell us, tell us what, you, what you thought about it. Uh, well, look, I, I want to start off with a quick caveat. Oh, wait, on, before, you, I think hey, this before is... you get into it, can I make this a thing? Every podcast we start, crack open a cold one. All right, go into it, Dave. <laughs> I guess it's a thing, then. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thing. But look, uh, yeah, like, I, I just want to start off with a caveat that, yeah. I, I, like, it's it's a well-made what movie. What's that word mean? It's a bit highbrow. Well, oh, all right, mate, you, sorry. You're probably, you're, probably, you're probably not by uh, caveat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. May. Thanks, you Rob. May. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. I, I speak to people from all over the world, so I hear different interpretations uh, of our yeah, language. From, from sometimes. Sydney, yeah, exactly. It's from yeah, Sydney. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Greatest city on the planet. Anyway, uh, try Calling to stay on the track CQ. Here. <laughs> Fuck the CQ. It's not a thing. The CQ is the um, circular key. That's how everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. You can say the key if you want. Okay. You can never mm-hmm. say CQ. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, like just as the caveat, um, it, 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 it is a well-made film. Like it's beautifully uh, shot. Some of the scenes are actually really awesome. Um, but it didn't really carry the like it, it didn't feel like an aliens film like there was no thriller aspect to it um it was kind of like fuck you know some of the games we have like a it's like an action horror so it was more of an action horror than what it was a horror thriller so the aliens did look cool um all the xenomorphs like you're like shit those things can move how, how was um, and how was ripley 3.0 was she any good as the main actor well i'll actually i'll get to that because i think that was a massively missed opportunity but, when you when you say when you say the previous alien movies are you including prometheus in that because that was fucking dog shit as far as i'm concerned yeah that was right uh so when i say Prometheus, sorry when i say alien movies in my mind there's only two so <laughs> alien and aliens that's so correct, you're right that's correct that's correct i should it is the correct opinion because like they're the originals right like it it's just it just feels like what's starting to happen is that they're really um they've moved away from the franchise and ridley scott has this uh grand sort of philosophy on life and he's trying to ram down everyone's throats and the vehicle for that ramming is the alien franchise and it just really burns me and pisses me off because we're here they had an opportunity to say it's kind of like it was like a star wars redo right it's like let's just fucking make alien again um, with a different setting, let's get it back on track. We do have like Ripley 2.0. She, you know, she has the same tropes. She was a pretty good actress, uh, and she's believable too. 3.0. Prometheus. Had well, Ripley 
Well, what again, the, what I'm the a... fuck is a is a is a is a Ripley X What the fuck does that mean? It means the next so Ripley, next Ripley, and then the next female lead who's replicating Ripley, and then the next female lead who's replicating Ripley, Ripley again. Oh yeah, 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 Roger. No, but Roger in that. saying that, I don't count any of those other films other than the first two. So in my mind, there's only one Ripley. So this is Ripley 2.0. Fair enough. As in, it could have been because the others are they're not they're not really they're not adding anything to the canon. Anyway, so you've got this film, it's a good setup, and you're like, okay, here we go, this should be a good ride. Fucking Danny McBride's in it, you know he's going to be a laugh at some point. Was he funny it's gonna be or like was he bit... just normal Danny McBride? Oh, I... <laughs> yeah, there were moments where it was it, it was a bit Danny McBride-esque, but it was kind of like, you know when Jim Carrey first went to drama? Yeah. And you're like, you're yeah. watching it, and you're going like, nah, this is Ace Ventura, like, I, I can't take this seriously. And and you, I can spoil, right? I can spoil like. Oh yeah. Anything. Yeah, fuck no Go one cares. Yeah. Okay. Go full metal here, Dave. Full metal. <laughs> well, there's a scene. Take no um, prisoners. There's a scene where he finds out his wife is dead, and like the emotional impact was so hilarious <laughs> because you just you brought back to moments in like um. This is the end when he when he fake cries <laughs> and being kicked out of the group. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or like yeah. Uh, what's uh, Eastbound and Down, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. when he when he fails at getting back into baseball and he's doing those poses, he's leaning up against the wall like with his head on his arm and he's got like a tear running down his cheek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just like funny because it's just, it's Danny McBride. Like it's just some funny shit. Mm. But anyway, so like you got the prayer. Everything's cool. You're like, yeah, this is good. Um, I, sh- I should, But I knew it should have, I knew the way it was going to go through the opening scene. So the opening scene is you got like Guy Pierce and the whole Waylon um, Itani thing, and he's like created his first android that's almost completely replicant to a human. And he they have this sort of debate, and the android's like, "Oh, you know, you're gonna die, and but I'm gonna live forever." So the it's quite evident that he's like, "Well, I'm kind of better than you, and you created me," type thing. And then like the Guy Pierce, he's just like looks at him, he's like, "Oh, pour me a cup of tea." Trying to be like a bit of a power play, like now you're my bitch. Can I, can I, can I stop you there? So, yeah. this is a sequel to Prometheus and a prequel to Alien, is that right? Well, so was Prometheus in a way. It no, was no, still but, a prequel. So, in terms of where does this fit in amongst all that? Well, these, these so Prometheus and this, Alien Covenant, yeah. fit pre Alien. So, there's in theory a whole, there could be 12 films. They're not, I, I don't think anyone's actually determined how many they're going to try and ram down our throats oh, before it actually catches up do you know relative to alien. prometheus if this is before or after or is it not like oh it's after it's definitely okay. after oh, okay yeah so in the yet. timeline this is a and to be honest it's not clear whether or not we're talking a hundred years after um i think the when they stumble upon the the alien it it, it is some time um i can't remember if they reference the time but it's like who cares who gives a fuck whatever it's mm. after we get it so the the whole point is that you get that first bit and then there's as the film goes on and you know they uh they go to this new place and the captain of the ship he's like he there's, there's a god reference there as well and he's like oh people don't take me seriously because i'm a man of faith the crew's not going to trust me just like the company didn't trust me didn't want me to be captain because you know it's i'm not logical and blah 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 and it's like, what are you trying to say? Like, are you trying to say that God, like, the God people are good, the God people are shit? Like, take a position on this stuff. Mm. But his poor decision making, because he's a fucking uh, Jesus lover, 
ends up by leading them all down this rabbit hole of death. So you're like, oh, okay. So it's always the Jesus guy do, that fucks everything up, up. Do you end up? Do, do you reckon that the majority would hate that character based on his uh, development in the movie? Nah, because it wasn't developed enough at all. Oh, okay. It was okay. just irritating because everything started lining up, and I was like, I know where this is going. So, so they have, so, have they have they have they architect like sort of designed it so that it it you, you do dislike the character, or is it, are you disliking him because of uh, annoyance? Like, uh, it's a personal dislike I have. Okay, okay. So I just personally irritated by uh, people that sort of like to whinge and be like, "Oh, the world's against me because yeah. I'm Dave, like Dave's a man of faith." So I'm just I'm just wondering whether I'm just wondering whether that, oh, that's that got nothing to do with it, Sam. It's got nothing to do with it. Hey, everyone, <laughs> yeah, but Jesus. You hate everyone that believes in Muhammad. No, that's fine. You hate them all. That's fine. We get it. We get it. <laughs> the, point, the, the point is, is that don't use it as a crutch for your own failures in life. Don't <laughs> be like, the world's against me because I'm a fucking... Well, that's what this guy was. He's like, oh, people don't trust me because they don't think I'm logical and can think straight. Maybe and, But shit. the thing is, but, but he doesn't. He doesn't think logically and work it out. He's like... they. So the idea is they're, uh, they're setting up a settlement on a new planet they get sidetracked. The planet they get sidetracked to in, like, has um, elements of being better, but it doesn't fit any of the hundreds of thousands of man hours and investment that the, the, the original plan was for. And his, his reasoning to go investigate it was, oh, it broadcasted a signal that was the same as a, as a song that we hear here on Earth. And he goes, oh, guys, you've got to have faith. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> like, it's like... Like that's such a bullshit reason. Yeah. Let me just, just let me just to... let me just grab my Gant Gant chart for this whole project and just like fucking you know shift it all to the right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's forget all the sunken billions of dollars, trillions of dollars we've probably put into it. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear fucking powered ships and shit. You know, just yeah, just it... in your hunch. Who who is this guy? Why does this guy have the ability to make that call? Yeah, but I thought he wasn't the captain. No, uh, yeah, you. Okay, but the, we're, you're getting into detail that's irrelevant, Sam. He ends up by being the captain very early oh, on Frank due to the fire. Yeah, Franco dies. And, like, you don't even see him. What's... The onboard fire. <laughs> Jesus. All right. You it, but it's irrelevant. It's relevant. Basically, it's all the normal story tropes. You know, an event wakes them all up early. It takes them off the plan. Like, logically thinking, you say, okay, we can't do too much about it. Let's send a signal back to... Earth, we need to keep going to where we planned, we prepared, and trained for, and we're going to go set up. And then the whole thing gets avoided, and it's not a drama. But no, but because this guy's like, oh, look, we're right here. We don't have to wait 70 years, or however many years it was. It's like, let's just fucking set up and go do it here with no information, no recon, nothing at all. And they're like, yeah, let's land and investigate. And they take a team down onto this planet. Anyway, so the planet ends up by being the um, the end of the Covenant, uh, uh, sorry, Alien Prometheus, where the David and the other Doctor were flying off to to meet their maker. If you guys remember the uh, space jockey and the giants. Mm, vaguely. vaguely. Okay. okay. The, what are they called? <coughs> so it ends up like, by being um, the same planet. Got, uh, some gay name like... Ad, ad, what, I can't remember. Architects or something? Yeah, the architects. Big silver guys. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so they all go there. They land. They land. Blah blah blah. They get around. They start getting involved with the alien. It's like, yeah, well, okay, probably shouldn't have done this. And then 
they run into the during an attack they run into uh david who was mm-hmm. the the first android in um the prometheus mm. like left and ran off and he's like come with me you know we can i can take you somewhere you'll be safe etc mm-hmm. all right so then as the film goes on we've already had a few deaths a few tears the danny mcbride moment um a few laughs and i'm like okay i've seen some cool alien stuff like it's on the i've also seen ridley like ridley scott's fucking he he's been he's been dangling the balls in front of my mouth there with the whole god and fuck you know forget Mm. your creator and don't be too ambitious humanity stuff and i'm like but is he gonna dip am i gonna am i gonna cop the balls in the face and it's gonna dip and lo and behold it does like he completely just dips his balls all over the audience right you end up by having the uh, day the David Android ends up by being the guy that creates the alien the xenomorph. <laughs> Just because he's like, "Fuck you, Dad, for making me go and pour that tea at the start of the film." Mm. Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> like that, that that that's it. It's the xenomorphs are created because of a pissed off alien that had too much time on his hands and thought he was better than humanity. You mean Android? Android, right? Sorry, Android. Android. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's like... So, hold really... on, right. Those blue guys created um, the the facehuggers, and the facehuggers can... As long as uh-huh. they impregnate That's not something... Right. Who created the That's facehuggers? That's not right. So, okay. The way, they, the way they're trying to explain it, the architect guys mm. created humanity. Is that even their name? Yeah, architect... I look this up. <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's... It's... <laughs> a, it's rubbish. It's not even canon, man. We could call it whatever we want now. Like, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's not even alien. The, so, the, the, yeah, so they create the um, humans, whatever. Mm-hmm. They create the viral um, thing, which is what the uh, Discovery team find during Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And because obviously they're like, oh, well, maybe we, we've got this alien biochemical virus that we're going to use to wipe out, you know, planets and humanity or whatever. And then, you know, the whole ending of Prometheus was a complete waste of time because you think that um, the David and that doctor that are going off to meet their maker and you're thinking, okay, so it's going to be some sort of crazy, like the, you know, like an actual God and his creation type meeting's going to happen. And then they brush over it in a flashback. Sorry, engineers. Engineers. Yeah, engineers. And it's just brushed over in a flashback. Yeah. While the David guy's just talking about what happened. He's like, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I killed the doctor and I dumped the biovirus on uh, the engineers as soon as we arrived and wiped out the whole planet. Jesus it's like, oh, okay. So that, that's a pretty, uh, I never that's a pretty quick explanation. I was so pissed off in Prometheus. Like, they find, they go to the ship and they find the engineer and I, the engineer's like, Oh, look at these humans. And he just starts wanting to kill them. I'm like, well, why? Like, where's the logic at there? Like, why would they just uh, want to... None, man. There's no... That's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's... They try and take too many conveniences with the story so that he can really, like, force home... Like, obviously, Ridley Scott's at an age in life where he's like, I've got a message for humanity mm. and this is going to be my vehicle for delivery. Mm. Do you know how right? old he is? Ridley. Uh, yeah, I, I just looked that up before. Yeah, like, like fucking yeah. 79. Hmm. Yeah. He was born in 37. <laughs> That's too old. He should retire. Yeah. yeah. He should, he man. Because and, and this really, like, he, the irony... He saw World War Two. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when you put it in that perspective, that's true. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> World War Two didn't happen, man. That wasn't real. Yeah, exactly. Fake news. <laughs> so yeah. he, but, but this is what I mean, like Rob, like it, it's like he rips out the Ozymandias quote, right? Do you guys know that reading? No. The poem, you know. And then I look upon, you know, witness my um, destruction or some shit. Basically, it's just like. Uh, emperors that have too much power that end up um, using power to their own folly and they cause their own destruction type thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what this guy is trying to say about um, like humans and creation and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, no, that is you, Ridley Scott. You have just done that. You've taken this, like you're this all powerful thing with this franchise and you've got this message to send and you're ramming it down people's throats and now we've ended up with this garbage that is no longer alien. It's no longer alien at all. Here's the thing, right? I don't think the most interesting part about alien slash aliens is the, how the xenomorphs came about. Like, to me, that's... Who cares? They're just there. They're aliens. Big deal. It's a big... It's a galaxy. It's huge. It's infinite amount of aliens. So why are they spending two movies working that out yeah i think i think origins is like yeah the, the fucking the, the the craze right now right like um who cares i i think that like you know once, once you get past an origins point in a movie you can actually just focus on the details of of the the, the main framework you want it to be like okay there's an alien and it's it's fucking scary as shit and there's like two three types of it and they will kill you off one by one on this desolate spacecraft that's that's a good story right all right, you, uh, well, okay. yeah. so having heard all that lame synopsis, not that the synopsis was lame, Dave, but the actual, what you're telling us was lame. What, what would you give it out of five? Oh, no, it, it was a lame synopsis. Had I prepared, I would have actually probably given a, a lot We're more prepared, succinct yeah. and on-point synopsis. Oh, no, I get that. I, I Full get metal that. Here, uh, our fans, our uh, fans have look, low expectations, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> our fans. The, um, look, it... <sighs> Okay, how about this? Yeah, I, I'm you... not interested. I wouldn't recommend it. I just I wouldn't okay, recommend well, it. If you, like, if you want to see Alien... One out of five? Oh, I'm not even going to give it out of five, man. All right, I'd, Dave, I'd, give it a, I'd give it a don't waste your time. What about this? To... Stream it, go to the movies, download it legally, or don't watch. What would you say out of one of those four options? Uh, okay. I'd say stream it while you're doing something else. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is this, is this like something I want to stream while I'm ironing in front of the TV? Yeah, for the for some of the cool action shots and some okay. of the uh, cinematic shots. And with, and with Fuck, the scares, that's, even that's, scares. That's that's rough though. That's rough on Ridley. Like, like Ridley uh, you uh, fucked up. Because <laughs> it's not. He did, man. Like, it's not like it's not aliens anymore. It's Ridley's like, oh, man's got to stop creating things and trying to pretend it's God uh, and it's okay. full circle of shit. Like, it's fuck it. You know what? Uh, fuck him, man. Ironing score. You know ironing score. Yeah, it's you know ironing. What? It's an ironing score. It's an ironing score. Well, you know why I didn't want to... I was opposed to this movie from the get-go? So after Prometheus... Um, that Prometheus made like 400 million bucks, right? So it was a hit, all right? Um, they were obviously thinking about making a trilogy of Prometheus films, but then there was a bit of backlash because of Prometheus stank. Sucked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, um, do you guys... have you? What's that movie... Um, District 9, you guys seen that one? Yeah. No. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so this new... Really? Yes. It's good. It's a good movie. This new, this new sci-fi director, um, Chappie, District 9, uh, Lysium, is that what it's called? Uh, anyway, he got to do some development for Fox. He 
his, I think his name was like Neil Blomkamp or something. Blomkamp. Anyway, his storyboarding pretty much had Blomkamp. Yeah, Michael Bean returning, and and Newt, and Newt was going to be like thirty or whatever, and it was going to have Space Marines, and they're just going to come back, and they're going to fucking just kick ass. Now, to me, that already sounds infinitely more. <laughs> so much more awesome. So much more entertaining. So much more awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But guess what? When Ridley, you know, said he wanted to do sequels, Fox put the, the kibosh on that um, Blanc Camp version of Aliens. So this is what we got, right? And I'm just thinking, Ridley's past it. This is not, this is not the way you want these I, movies to keep going. Do you know what, actually, you know what I reckon the element of it is? Just, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm only half a nerd, not full nerd here. But Ridley Scott did Alien, right? Yes. And James Cameron did Aliens. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's right. It's that way around, yeah. yeah. So I, I reckon it's it's a bit of just it's a bit of a dick swinging contest here. I think he wants to get rid of like eradicate the James Cameron style because James Cameron brought in the whole idea of the the mother alien that laid the eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yeah. So like we never saw that in this one. It's just this the android that's just like fucking creating eggs. Well, through That's his right. experimentation. The, the, camera, the Cameron version had everything... Like, it, it's like the Terminator 2 version of Aliens, right? Like it's, it, it took like yeah. a really good setting and fucking made it action everything you want, right? Like the, the, little, the little story arcs, the, the action, the, the, the characters you love. Yeah. Just, just know, he just knows how to make a great action movie. Well, that's what, and I, I, I reckon you're right, Dave. I don't think Ridley would ever put Space Marines in his movies because he didn't create it or he wasn't the director of the movie that had it in it. So... It's not something... That's right. Yeah. So he did uh, Blade Runner, right? Yeah. I think maybe... He's, he's, maybe he's more of one of those guys that, like, wants to have something tasteful that turns into a cult sort of, you know, movie. Sort uh, of thing. But they're, even, they're hard to do, right? Are you kidding me? They're hard to make. Rob, okay, all right. I'm going to argue... I'll make the, very, the big, huge, huge point right now that Ridley Scott mm-hmm. isn't a good director. Mm-hmm. He isn't a good director. I'm going to make that call right now. First of many huge calls. If you look at his list... Nah, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm, I'm trying sec, to think of uh, these other movies while we... Well, yeah, what, what else has he got? He's got Blade Runner, which is good. Right? Blade Runner's a good movie, right? Oh, it's okay, yeah. I, I See, I, I reckon that movie gets a bit too much love. Oh, Gladiator, man. Come on. No, okay. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he has, he's struck gold a couple of times. He's made some really entertaining films. But on the whole, out of a guy, he's say a career of a guy who's made like 20 movies... If he's made three good movies, that's like, what percentage is that, Tope? Like, you know what I mean? It's all relative, right? Sure. Well, I got, I got the list here, right? Uh, after after Gladiator, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's done he's done it again, right? Like, I was, I was pulled into Robin Hood, right? Oh, that was fucking garb. You like Robin Hood? Nah, that was, I'm saying it's garb. That's your white Aryan jeans kicking in. Whoa, whoa, whoa I'm saying I don't <laughs> like it. He's saying he doesn't like it, man. Oh, he's saying he got sucked in to going to see oh, it, and it was Garb. Oh, I think he got sucked into the story. Apologies. What the I fuck re- do you think uh, Garb means? Garb means... Oh, I recant. <laughs> what the fuck do you think? It's something like, I don't know, Aryan word for... Like... <laughs> <laughs> I recant that, then. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, no, what I'm saying is, like, you know, like, uh, I think we I think we had this argument 10 years ago, right? Where we were... Uh, no, it can't be, right? Because that, that movie was... Yeah, uh, something like that, right? Where like there's an awesome uh, trailer where he like grabs a sword and flicks it and then fucking charges some guy down on mm. his horse and all that. Mm. And then when you watch the movie, you find that there's no actual action the whole time in the movie, and the only bit of action you've only seen you've already seen it because you saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, 
you watch the trailer for Robin Hood and think, oh, this is going to be just like Gladiator. It's going to be awesome. And uh, got screwed, right? So maybe I feel like he's done the same thing. Oh, I mean, he already did that with Prometheus, but he's sort of done it again now with uh, whatever the fuck this All one's right. called. Let's look back. At his, let's, okay. start. Look, let's look back yeah. his past 10 movies. Alien Covenant, The Martian. Now, mm-hmm. That was a huge hit, but I mean, that's awesome source material. The book was really well received. And he came onto that very late. They already had a director, and then the director dropped out, so he pretty much just picked it up. I, I, I think I, I did read some of that book. I think that he basically copied the book word for word there, oh, though. That, that was already done. Yeah. Rob. The script and yeah. everything was already done. They had a director. That director f- dropped out and really mm-hmm. just came in at the last minute to pretty much see the movie through. Yeah, yeah. So that's not even... So that was a good even, movie, though. Uh, it was. Right. After yeah. that, well, before that, he did Exodus, Gods and Kings. That was terrible. In 2013, mm-hmm. he did The Counselor. Fucking woeful. 2012, he did Prometheus. 2010, Rob, um, Robin Hood. 2008... Body of Lies. So from 2008, they're all garbage movies, bar The Martian. Now I reckon from two, from 2007 he's got American American Gangster, um, A Good Year, A Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven wasn't too bad, but what I'm saying is his whole he's got a long he's done I don't know maybe 20 movies or whatever, and I could on the top of my head think about three that I would watch more than once. I I think I think like okay, <clears throat> what else has he got here? He's got um. Of the movies I can recall, like really, that really, that really good. good. Hannibal, right? Yeah. Black Hawk Down, uh, American Gangster, Body of Lies. Okay, these, these are movies that I can remember watching, right? And I, I watched them all, right? Mm. But I, I, I sort of didn't feel like I was watching a, a favorite movie no, as I was watching it. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, it's like a story, and that's that. You watch it, okay? That how, uh, it, what was it? Body of Lies was like a. Russell Crowe and uh, DiCaprio, right? Yeah, so it was right. like, interesting story, good acting and all that, but what actually happened in the movie that I hadn't seen before and uh, what was what was good to... I, I can't remember it being that fantastic. You know, if I'm, at a, if I'm at a video store, right? I know these don't exist anymore, but if I'm at one and I'm like looking at... I'm looking at the uh, cover of the movie I've, and Netflix, I've seen it before... You're going to swipe past it. Yeah, I'd probably be like, nah, I saw that once, I only ever seen you see that once in my life, you know? That's what I would say. Uh, he's, he's not that. He's not that great a director. Like, would yeah, you watch I, it on a plane? If you're on a plane, would you watch no. it? If I wanted to go to sleep, yeah. probably. <laughs> Sam, uh, no, Sam, Sam I, 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 I think I, I do agree with you, and I think um, probably one of the things that really shines through, though, and if you notice some of those themes in his later works, there, um, there's definitely an arrogance of his own idea about philosophy and shit, and I, and I think really the issue isn't necessarily his, like, if, if you want to think, like, core directorship, mm. like I said, like, I really wanted to make it clear, like, it's it's shot beautifully. Like, everything looks good. The scenes are good scenes. Like, as far as, like, a movie goes, it's a really well-made oh, film. no, he's competent. I agree. Yeah, I it's just, saying, he's yeah. too much, like, it. I think the influence now on the material and the actual storytelling is just too great. And he's just, like, inserted his own ideology into something that is just a thriller. And it's like what I think what you said before, Rob, like, or it might even have been you, Sam, like, just aliens, it, 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 the universe is crazy, it's like infinitely large. You're going to run into shit, yeah. right? And it's just going to be, this is a new variation of biology and we're coming up against it and shit, we're fucked. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, no, like, like, how nuts are you to think that humans create an android that then creates an alien race that then accidentally runs back into humans. 
mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. scope of the like how important do you think humanity is it's was totally insignificant that's never going to happen like, that way if you would have taken the avenue sorry to interrupt you sam but uh if you would have taken the avenue to like um you know they go into the the the, the origin of the aliens is that it is indeed from some sort of life form that's evolved and they go into this this planet that doesn't look anything like what what we might uh, recognize and and all this sort of stuff, then they could have had seemingly endless um, storylines to to and, and situations. Um, but because they've gone with this very specific uh, origin story and and it's not believable. Of course, nothing's believable if you're talking aliens, right? But it's not it's not that uh, you know it just doesn't work, right? I don't know, like. I, I think that if they would have gone in a different path to how these aliens came about, it probably would have been much better, to be honest. I don't even go down the path, is what I'm saying. Like, it's a waste of time. Like, and it's irrelevant to the story. Like, if you want to focus on a story that's telling um, about, like, humanity overreaching its ambition and shit like that, you, you can do that without trying to come up with some convoluted, pissed-off android god play where he's getting back at his dad-type scenario. That... It, you can do a story of like humans going beyond the reaches of what we're capable of doing and just getting fucked up. And then you end up by having a Ripley character who just is rolling them dice, fucking rolling sixes while everyone else on the ship is rolling twos and ones and getting taken Mm -hmm. out. And she's just that, that variable that keeps fighting for another day. Mm -hmm. And if he did that, and if that was the focus, like if they just remade, like a combination of aliens and alien and maybe Danny McBride cruises around with a flamethrower or some shit. Like it's just a better film. And you're like, yes, this is our new Ripley. It makes sense. She's going to go to sleep. She's going to wake up again um, with someone busting down a door so and then her story's going to continue. The main character? Ripley for 3.0? Well, the point and 2.0, because there's no other alien films other than the yeah, first two. She dies. Um, <laughs> well, it's the, no, she doesn't die. So what happens is there's a bit of a – it's the biggest um, – you, you see it coming a mile away, but basically David um, gets onto the ship mm-hmm. um, because the model that's made after him looks identical to him, of course, because androids never change variation when they change models. Um, so he impersonates the model, the Walter model that was on the ship originally. He gets on. They fight a xenomorph that manages also to get on. And as they're, you know, wrapping up saying, hey, great work, guys, we killed it. And it's like Danny McBride and Ripley 2.0. And they're all going to bed to sleep to continue on to the next one. Basically, <laughs> as the lid's coming down and who, you know, who Ripley thinks is Walter's tapping in some numbers. Mm-hmm. And she makes some like call back to earlier in the film about wanting to live on a cabin on the new planet. And he's just like looking blankly at her. And she's like, oh, shit. David, we're fucked. And he's basically like just giving her the finger, like sucked in, bitch. <laughs> You're mine now. And that's it. And he's just walking off singing some tune. Like the oh, the the Viking tune about like when the gods enter Valhalla type thing. I don't know, some famous orchestra thing. I'm not that cultured. I can't remember the name of it. And that's it. And you're like, oh, okay. So he wins. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Not, not the immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably redeem the whole movie if that happened. That would have if he if they'd ripped that out then yeah but nah so so he walks off so basically he's won it's like okay so now you've got all the embryos you, you've got the protagonist um, the two humans are locked up so you're just going to continue experimenting cool cool story 
Yeah, so I'm confused. So the planet that um, in they go to in Alien, is that not the planet this movie's based on? Nah, apparently it had, nothing's tied up yet. Because you got LV-321 or some shit, I can't remember the name of it, in um, Aliens. Mm. Uh, that's the one that gets taken over. And in Alien, mm. that's a... Basically, Prometheus and Covenant haven't touched any of the planets in Alien and Aliens. Sure? There hasn't been any crossover of location yet. I thought that was the, sol- I thought that was the same planet. Nah. All right, well, we might... So there you have it, guys. We might like, leave that alien chat there and move on to our next movie, Guardians. Ah, uh, yeah, it's done. It's done. All right. Well... Oh, guys, thanks for having me. No um, worries, Next Davo. time I come against another guard, I'll, uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Sounds good. Should nice. be a few coming out. All right. See you, guys. See you, mate. Yeah, see you later, buddy. Cheers. All right, this is now... Now we'll be uh, talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, or Volume 2. Mm-hmm. What do you think, mm-hmm. Rob? I personally loved it. Loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, I'm going to fucking just start it all and kick it off right now. I reckon I like it better than the first one. Oh, that's a massive call. That's the second I reckon, call. I reckon that, um, okay, I'll, I'll give it to you, that it doesn't have, like, the uh, story arc of the first one and the whole how they all get brought together and stuff. But um, the, the, the reason why I went to go see it wasn't because I want to go see what happens to Star-Lord and all that sort of shit. Because yeah. I, know, I know whatever happens is going to be... Uh, you know, uh, some space cliched space adventure, right? But uh, I wanted to go see it because the, the the whole core of that story is that they're a bunch of jerks, right? They hate each other mm. and they have to fucking achieve something. Mm. And that was taken to the completely next level in the second movie. Like they didn't have to explain shit about how they met. They didn't have to explain anything. They put in a few more extra things, you know, about how everything ties together, who's dad actually was, all that mm. sort of stuff. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Like I, I was fucking like laughing the whole the whole way. All right, I'll put it to this though. Do you reckon? So the first one was literally a Guardians movie. So this bunch of uh, of people that have, all have issues and you know, uh, Rocket Raccoon. He's a, a mutant lab creation. Groot is the last of his kind. He's not really well understood. Um, mm. Peter, you know, from Earth, but raised by um, the um, Ravagers. How much? How much do you reckon Vin Diesel got fucking paid for those roles? <laughs> too much, you ask me. Too oh much. yeah, too much. Jeez. So the first Can't one I... is basically like a, a bunch of you know ragtags, sort of you know scumbags, come together to save the galaxy, right? Bunch of jerks can... who are in it for themselves. The, the whole much. point is that. They've, they've all got something in on it, on, yeah, in on that. Yeah, and if they all work together, they can all get it, but yeah, they don't want exactly, to. Exactly. But then do you reckon this one is more of a Peter Quill story, and then they tie in, oh yeah, and then you got to save the galaxy again, like right at the end? With that development of... Um, of uh, yeah, it, it it just so happens that... Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, that's, mean, that's why it's... The story was a bit cliched like that. Yeah, it made sense in terms of the story, but I just felt that it was, I don't know, it just tacked on, all right, oh, and he's a bad guy, and he's trying to destroy the entire galaxy. Okay, well, we've got 20 minutes left of this movie, so let's just try and defeat him now. Like, is that, that's kind of my, the third act, basically. I, I felt this movie it, kind of... Yeah, it's like when you when you, uh, like when you you like tie it back to the first movie, it basically means that, um, you know, he, he was always going to be the most important guy in the universe, right? Always, yeah. Um, Always, yeah. And, and you sort of think of him like a, a guy that no one knows about, no one gives a shit about, lucky, all that sort of stuff, right? So I think 
they took his character from that to being um, like now a guy that turned down being immortal almost. I, I guess you could say that, right? By destroying his dad, or the guy that the guy that uh, you know um, gave birth to. Uh, you know, it, it, whatever he is, he's not even a fucking human. He's like a well, god, right? Like, what are they called again? Oh, fuck. Oh, I can't, I can't oh, remember. We do some research when we start this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, um, but yeah, um, Eternals or something, I don't know. But, yeah. yeah, like uh, Eternals. Or, some but, shit. Um, we get it, we get it. He's... Yeah. So, so, so like, uh, I guess that was sort of like um, a bit cheap. Like uh, too easy, and uh, but but I think I think the whole again like the whole point of the movie is, um, and I guess this is probably how they're going to take it going forward. Is just that let, let's look it up a cheap, easy adventure for these guys. Just just a very simple thing. Everyone can understand it, mm. and let's just focus on how they do it in between and all the the stuff they get up to uh, along that way and and all that. So I think I think considering that's what the it's it's worth that, that that's what it's all about. I I, I don't mind. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Look, I I I just like the fact that that's these guys are the Unzogs and you know they're pulling together to save the galaxy. I like that aspect. Whereas this one was kind of I just felt ah oh, okay, so he is half human, half whatever, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And of course, he has the ability. to to save the galaxy I just thought if you're going to have that third act uh, maybe I don't know maybe leave on a cliffhanger and then have that as part of number three or something give it more time you mean like uh, he dies or something and then the search for search for him next like the search for Spock or whatever in uh, <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah in Star like Trek yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah, oh, it's, it's, yeah I don't know I just think because it, like you know, like, like, okay, for the third movie now, I guess they have the option now to be completely modulated. Mm. No, so, like, they they basically just have to do what they want and they'll be p- get pursued by those gold people, right? Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, So sure. it's it's completely open with that, right? But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's never... Guardians of the Galaxy gave up their opportunity to basically be the Star Wars of our generation by not having a cliffhanger. Because yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, well, maybe they didn't want to do it because they thought it'd be too much of a parallel. Like, so Empire Strikes Back ended on a cliffhanger. You know, yeah, and maybe maybe it's like maybe it's like the, this whole fetish with the whole fucking origin stories. Mm. Like, everyone for some reason everyone's got to explain. Like, oh, you know, your, our fans can't get over the fact that they don't know Peter Quill came from an alien. Why, why did an alien ship pick him up in the first place? Like, mm. I was happy to just that be random mm. you know but then it's like i don't know it, 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 it let's just say um they, they they got her along they got across the line and the banter in the movie was ridiculously good i thought it was, it was off, the chemistry off the between them is awesome it's actually really funny yeah it was yeah. really really funny and and the uh like the holding back the tears moments mm-hmm. and stuff you know as well like i, I thought that was awesome but I, I think that um had they not have done that they would have had a pretty weak movie so i just hope in the next coming movies that they don't you know what i really like actually you know given what i just said about the third act the one thing i really did like is the whole yondu death scene and the whole how that was treated oh, it was awesome hey goes um what do you say oh i've him I may not have been your father, but I was your daddy or something like that. And he's just like, oh, bring, bring a tear to my eye. Like, that was the way they treated that about how he was a piece of shit trading kids. And once he found out what the... Well, that, well okay. 
here's the thing, right? If you're a piece of shit and you're trading kids, and some guy wants mm. you to go go around the galaxy picking up kids, mm. and then drop them off, do you not have to wonder why? Like, you know that's not gonna be good, right? How mm-hmm, dumb do you mm-hmm, have to be to keep doing that? And after like the three hundredth one, just keep the keep the white human. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't you think that's a bit. Well, mm. I th- yeah, I, I think I think that um I think that the whole point there was that um because the like you you don't really know until halfway through the movie that Yondu actually likes him, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You you don't know at all. You think that they're mortal enemies, right? And then like it's it's almost like a um a situation where he hates him and he's got to get him and stuff, but he knows and no one else does, and it gets revealed that he was never actually going to hurt him anyway because yeah. he loves him, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, I think Yondu can't show any weakness because of his position and who, who he is, but at the same time, um, you know, uh, Peter is such a, um, he's such a mischievous guy and it's such a, a, you know, like a, he's like the piece of shit that everyone loves sort of thing, right? Like mm. charming, right? But, Han but a bit of, Han Solo. Yeah, Han, Han Solo-esque, yeah. So, oh, so it's like, yeah, so well, that's how they pronounce it in the oh, okay. in the movies. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, um, um, it, it's literally not like I read that. It's like you just go watch the movies and listen to how they say it. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yep. but uh, yeah, like um, uh, fuck, where was I? I don't know. Um, I got like a track me fucking highbrow Han Han Solo. Yeah, so, so he's like a Han Solo character, mm. right? And it's like uh. Um. Uh, it's, no, but what it's, I was it's, to, the point I was trying to make is um. So the guy, you see all those bones at the core of the planet, and there's literally thousands yep. of them. So Ergo's been he's been slamming pretty hard and spreading his seed pretty much everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's implied that Yondu got the majority of those kids to him because, or he was getting paid to go collect these kids. And that's why mm. he got he got kicked out of the Ravengers because they don't trade in kids. So my point mm. is, how dumb do you have to be to figure out that this guy wants his kids for bad reason, if that makes sense? So, mm-hmm. what was Peter Quill like? The three like the, no, this is make up a number. The, the I don't know hundredth kid or whatever. Oh, you're you're saying you're saying that. Um... Uh, he only stopped doing it because he found out, not that he knew about it, he just liked the kid. That I particular kid. found out. Well, that's what I was kind of excited in the movie. He said, once I knew what was happening, I'd stop doing it. I was like, hmm, pretty sure. Yeah, that's not really believable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I know what you mean now. Yeah. In, in reality terms, he's a dude in a dirty van going around picking up some doll bludger's kid and oh it's a galactic pedo yeah exactly he's a pedo yeah massive yeah. pedo so i don't know yeah. i just think um i don't know i just i didn't like that aspect but when he that whole father relationship dynamic and that death scene was fantastic and you think about it that scene was great yeah, yeah yondu got sent off and they like gave it five minutes and they just had that i don't the cliche of father song cat steven song song was a bit eh, a bit on the nose for me but the whole let's just dedicate five minutes of this ending of this film Descending off this mm. character, and I thought if you the one thing that really pissed me off about the Force Awakens, and if we're going to keep comparing this to being sort of like similar sort of Star Wars esque movie, mm-hmm. Han Solo, Han mm-hmm. Solo, is probably mm-hmm. the most iconic, arguably the most like, one of the most iconic characters in that franchise, probably behind Darth Vader, right? Yep. And the way they sent him off 
was like literally like picking him up and throwing him in the trash. Like he got stabbed and then got kicked off the bridge and that was it. Yeah, it was it was too much. It, it was, was just way too much. That was a very like, garbage and in insincere way to send off one of the most beloved characters of all time. Yeah. Yep. Do you know how much more impact that would have made if they gave him like a proper funeral? Uh, you know, like a proper send off. Because emotionally, you're saying goodbye as well. So you know. The, the thing is, I, I've got to reserve judgment though, because Why? like, um, uh, you know, like, if he appears in the next movie somehow, then uh, I guess uh, they've done, they've, they've potentially done that for to keep it. To, to, they've they've potentially. It, it's sort of like um, well, Game I'm of Thrones. Sorry. Nah. Yeah. You, you no know way. It's no way. The dude fell so far, and the planet blew up. If he comes back, I'm done. There's no point in. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, point. I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering whether there's something else there because if, if it is, then it's sort of like, well, um, the end of Game of Thrones, they specifically killed him off very quickly like that, threw him into the, you know, when you throw on something in the bin, it hits the wall before it goes in the bin. Yeah, that's, that's like tough. you got the, that's trash. That's that's literally yeah. the worst thing they could have done. I would have loved to have seen a proper Han Solo send off, and I thought I saw Guardians fucking just nailed it, absolutely nailed it. It, okay, it was a bit on the nose with the song and everyone, but I mean, to send off a character like that, who realistically you've only seen him for 90 minutes total, you know, because he wasn't he wasn't he was in the first one a bit, and he was in the second one for a bit. Well, I didn't really like him either in the first movie. Nah, he wasn't he wasn't so, really. So I grew to love him. I grew to love him in 30 minutes. That's what I mean. That's amazing. Like that's an amazing mm. storytelling, and I just I just think, oh man, Force Awakens could have done with a bit of that sort of uh, storytelling. Anyway, we're getting to Force Awakens because. Whew, that's that's another that's another story for another time. Um, I thought the other thing as well with with Guardians, um, I kind of over the CGI boss fights at the end because these Marvel movies, they've all got like a an overall sort of kind of trend like awesome action scene to open the film, um, conflict, uh, resolution to that conflict, and that resolution always tends to be a CGI battle that goes for about thirty minutes or twenty minutes. Mm, 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 um, mm. I think. There's always either like a big blue beam of light shining in the sky or whatever. And I think they kind of, kind of got to get rid of, or, I don't know, just kind of get away from that sort of ending. Um, Civil War. <laughs> did you ever see Civil War? Captain America: nope. Civil War. That, nope. that ending was amazing. When they okay. went into that, that ice um, X KGB um, superhuman sort of testing facility, and you mm -hmm. thought, oh, here we go. And it actually turns out it was just them two fighting. I thought that was such an impactful ending when it was just Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man just fighting. It's like, wow, this is an actually a good impacting ending to the story. Um, whereas this kind of, I just kind of got over it in Guardians, like particularly when everything's just going all blue screen and it's just flashing mm -hmm. lights and it's just all CGI. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I, mm -hmm. I got a bit disinterested. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like all these movies are the same, to be honest, right? They're like yeah. it's it's the the death the death of everything is like you know, what killed metal music, right? Or like fucking hair metal, and the processing of it, right? Mm. Everything gets processed, right? So, I think I think if you've got like a good idea for a movie, um, you gotta you gotta do things really differently. Mm. And I think I think this like um, whole comedic writing that they've added to it is saving it a lot. Because it is succumbing to a lot of elements that are basically making that it's basically too much like other movies uh, in a lot of ways, especially other Marvel movies. And I think I think the boss fights like were a bit like 
it's almost like a bit redundant with that crew because you know like the, everyone on that crew is so lucky and so powerful mm. that you know they're not going to get hurt right mm. and if just say just say one of the characters died against the boss fight you wouldn't believe it because they were like um uh, from the opening scenes fighting a big boss and people weren't even looking the right way because they were like fucking arguing each other and looking at mm. asking who's got oh, the yeah, tunes okay, going and that right so, so you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it if someone died anyway right so i think thing with them they're being saved by the by the comedy of it but i think i think that that can't keep going for too many movies i think with the next movie they do they're gonna have to basically go back to uh an actual um realistic sort of what i mean by realistic is more believable sort of um story i guess um grounded hey just something more grounded yeah just but what are they working but they're not working towards anything set up from the first movie, though. That's the problem. Like, uh, the next movie is just going to be them evading capture mm. from, from guys that came out of nowhere. Basically, the opening scene is, yeah, we're guarding some batteries for uh, this gold race. Sorry. And the raccoon fucking... Yeah, the, the raccoon fucking stole the batteries. Yeah. Uh, so now now they're our arch enemy. And now, what do you know? That's that's the enemy in the third one. So I think, I think from the actual storyline, it's mm. a bit weak, to be honest. Across all three movies, the, f- the first movie didn't really matter because it was just like in your face. Right, what's what Kid third gets movie with, are you talking about? Like I'm saying, when they come out with a, a oh, new okay. movie, next one. Know that will be the Well, I mean that that's the only cliffhanger they had on the on the on the, the second movie. Yeah, well, don't forget though, with the Marvel sort of universe, how it all works is that the movies are intertwined, and the Guardians will appear in I think the next Avengers movie, Infinity War. Mm. So. You don't know really, so there could be some sort of um, conflict resolution with the sovereign in that film. You just don't know. So yeah, I get the impression that um, James Gunn, the director, kind of likes to keep the stories um, within the stories, if that makes sense. So the the, the story within the, each separate film. So this mm. is what happens here. This is their development here, and this is their development here. So three separate contained stories because um, nothing really translated from the first one. There wasn't any um, Nova Patrol. There wasn't um, an Infinity Stone. Um, there wasn't really much that, besides Yondu uh, and the Ravagers, there wasn't really a lot that really connected the two films. Um, mm. So, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But overall, I thought, you know, definitely worth it. If I had to rate this film, I'd say go see it in the cinema. Give you 20 bucks to go see this one in the cinema. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, right? But, uh, um, like, and, and gags, on the gags side of things, much better, I thought, than the first one. I thought it was like the characters are all fully developed. Um, their interactions with each other are all on point. They were just, like, at the peak of the comedic arc, I guess. Mm. But um, I, I think what I'm trying to say is, like, what have you, you know, been trying like, to say, Mark? Family, family Guy, right, is yeah. funny, right? Because of the dynamic between the characters and the the, 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 the funny cutscenes that they have, yeah. right? But the actual the actual storyline per episode is completely forgettable. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So you're Pass, saying it's irrelevant pa- then, really? You just as long as you have that. Yeah, but but then like Family Guy like uh, gets once once a uh, once a uh, South Park broke the broke the glass sort of on on that by like having an episode dedicated to showing how um, you know how how easy it is to come up with a Family Guy episode. Mm. Then I was just like, yeah, this really is fucking like you know, sort of, um, not 
It requires little thought power, little work, right? So how's that? What is that? What do Guardians though? Like, so you're saying Guardians so, has little thought? So the the story the storyline in Guardians two was like, uh, let's all sit in a room. Mm. All right, we need a, we 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 got a whole bunch of guys like they they hate each other, yeah. Mm. And the green girl likes him, but doesn't. And he's got a dad, and his yeah, yeah. his his dad. How are we gonna you know blah 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 right? And then they go, okay, let's figure this all out. And then someone goes, uh, we. We haven't actually got a basic story for this movie yet. What are we going to do? Oh, okay. Uh, let, let's sit. Let's sit before we get before we break for lunch. We have got twenty minutes to come up with a story. Oh, yeah. You know I what I mean? Like, okay. Mm. So there's some gold people. There's some batteries. They go ah, to this planet. Then this guy's his dad. This guy's his dad. And then he 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 plants Marvel a plant. Marvel yeah, I know. But the story group would say, okay, these are the beats you have to hit in this movie because they're all kind of in- interconnected. Inter- inter- but I'm not a Marvel fan, right? I'm not a Marvel fan, and I don't watch their movies because their movies are pretty much like fucking Same. like, yeah. I, I I don't like that about Marvel movies. Well, that's what I'm saying though, Rob. So I'm saying how it works is there's a guy called Kevin Feige, and he's or Feige, I don't know how to pronounce it. And he's a, there's a story group that's it basically it's a it's a universe by committee that say <laughs> we want these characters, but at the end of the day they all have to be intertwined because it's one universe. So like how comic <laughs> books are. So basically, mm-hmm. in comic books, everything's connected, very loosely. Some things more more so than others, but overall they're, they're all connected. So these movies are all technically in the same universe. So this movie is actually set two years before. Um, I think it's a I think it's American um, uh, Captain America Civil War. I think, but or maybe it's maybe it's before the Avengers. I'm not sure. But either way, you're saying this these these movies, Guardians of the Galaxies, are chronologically referenced to other Marvel movies already. They will be. Yeah, correct. Oh, okay. Alright. So, do you remember at the end of um, Guardians uh, 1, how they had that big purple guy? Uh, he's yeah. named Thanos. Well, in that movie, Thanos. And he's got the yeah, 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 yeah. So, Thanos blue? is going to be the bad, or the villain in... I thought it was blue, not purple. No, nah, he's purple. Oh, no, no that's, that's Ronan. That's the actual, that's the actual villain. Th- Thanos is the dad, right? Thanos is the dad. So, Thanos yeah. is actually going to be the bad guy in the... Um, the next Avengers movie. Okay, so, so there you go, yeah. So, so Thanos is this huge galactic being, and he wants these Infinity Stones because it gives him immo- like immense power. He can control the universe, blah, blah, blah. So obviously there's going to be a team-up of the Avengers and of the Guardians to stop Thanos, right? So yeah. um, I just think The next movie is going to be shit. I, I know that already what? now. I can tell you. I can tell you. Because it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's working so far for him. It'll be, and then Tony Stark will come out of nowhere and be like, oh, hey, well, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just, I, just saving Earth. Uh, yeah. You know, be since you left, I've had to pick it up. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, what the be, fuck It's going to be a pretty big bow to pull from to kind of get those, those two dynamics to gel. They might not even communicate, they might not even be um, meet in the sense that they might be both in the same film but be doing separate things. So you don't know. Mm. But that's mm. how the story, my point is that's how the story these stories are kind of developed that they're kind of self-contained and but also kind of like a trailer for the next step in the story mm. so i think i think though like like let's just let break that down though like um if i'm a director right i would i would probably want to do uh a th- well not a director whoever fucking the producer right whoever gets the money out of this shit i would probably want to do a third guardians of the galaxy solid movie so there's a trilogy right mm-hmm. um where we could potentially have some ending, right? Mm. Like some some ending to it, like some some finite stuff, right? Mm. 
uh, and then dilute it by mixing it up with other movies. Because yeah, okay. if they do that, if they do, if they dilute it next, it's gonna sort of be shit, right? I think. Well, I, I'm not. Well, I guess the next appearance of the Guardians will be Avengers. So you're right, the Avengers movie. So um, I don't know. We'll wait to be seen. But I, I would say that uh, odds are that the next one will probably be another self-contained story. Um, but one thing I really hope that doesn't happen. You know, Gamora, the green woman. Mm-hmm. I, really that, I, I really hope that her, she and Peter. I know there's like romance between them, but I, th- I just, I don't, I just think they're like that's a bit too cliche to have a woman like the the male, female lead and the male lead fall in love. Like this is. They're two awesome people, both kick-ass like warriors. Can't they just be like mutual, have that mutual respect? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why do they have mm-hmm. to fall in love? I don't know. I just think it'd be. I'd like to see them just two very separate entities. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not, not not some power couple in the galaxy. Well, if they fall in love, one will die, right? Well, that's the point. Yeah, I guess it adds another layer, something something mm. to leverage off of. Uh, yeah. Okay. One final point, I reckon, on this movie. The music. I think the soundtrack to this one was largely forgettable. What do you reckon on that? Chris? Yeah, wasn't wasn't as good as the first one. No, nah. and I think um, a lot of references to like obscure '70s pop music or pop tracks. So mm-hmm. it was some. I mean, I think uh, did I hear there was Cat Stevens and there was also um, I'm pretty sure there was um, Fleetwood Mac. Put it. Put it this way, right? Like, I, I, um, I, I have the Guardians of the Galaxy one volume soundtrack, right? Yep. And then I uh, downloaded on Spotify. I, I tried to look for the second soundtrack on Spotify, but someone had basically just created a playlist of yep. all the one, all the songs from both movies, yep. and just called it the Guardians playlist. I couldn't tell um, whether the ones were from the second movie or not. I had to like basically use. I basically had to use the thought process that I didn't remember this from the first movie soundtrack, therefore it must be new. Mm-hmm. So like I couldn't go, oh yeah, I remember this song. Oh yeah, I remember this song because so so in that regard, I'd say uh, not a memorable soundtrack at all. Nah, I agree. I thought eh, a bit boring, a bit boring. All right, Guardians, go see it if you haven't. I know we're already a bit late on this one, but very good. All right, listeners, next what we got in this brand new segment um, that we like to call Trigger Time. Full Metal movie reviews, and basically, what it is, it's a it's a debate whether we can trigger one another on a certain point of view with regards to one particular movie. So, the movie that we're going to be talking about on the, today's or this week's trigger time is uh, Star Wars Rogue One. I will be arguing against Rogue One being a good movie, and hopefully, I can trigger you, Rob. And Rob, you'll be arguing for that that Rogue One is a good movie, and hopefully, you can trigger me. All right, I've been looking forward to this all week. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you start. All right, I've got a whole list of things. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fire off at you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me get through the whole list, and then you come back at me. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. First things first. No crawl. So the Star Wars iconic yellow text up in your screen, up in your face. That really annoyed me. I thought, mm-hmm. how can you distinguish this between any other sci-fi movie? You don't have a, if you don't have that iconic crawl going through the text. Now I understand because mm-hmm. this is a prequel movie, it's pretty hard to give context of what was happening. Um, but I thought you could have definitely opened up this movie with a crawl. Mm-hmm. Your music, I honestly thought this score was pretty boring and forgettable. So John Williams, he he's the OG um, composer. He did all the pretty much all the Star Wars films. I'm 
pretty sure. Uh, and he also composed the iconic Star Wars theme. Um, this one was done by a guy called Michael Giacchino, or Giacchino. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I, I think it was actually rescored. So they had this, they had two composers on this film. And I honestly thought it was just a snooze fest. The, I, the, I guess the, the Rogue One theme, it, was, it had some good... Uh, it, it was okay. You know, I thought it was pretty average. Um, characters development was non-existent the best character was uh, the robot or the droid uh, K2SO I mean he's the only one I actually cared about when he when he died um, and like Cassian Andor really weak shitty rebel agent um, I had a problem with him killing or shooting an informant in the back I thought that's a bit on the nose for the rebellion um, mm-hmm. trying to save the galaxy from tyranny but then using that sort of method themselves um, yeah, yeah. was a really strong female lead. I really liked her. Her, um, I guess, her her determination in the sense that, all right, well, I didn't want anything to do with the rebellion. I was just floating around in space. I was in a prison, but then once I found out that my father was still alive, and then that this was a problem for the galaxy, I actually I, I wanted to solve it. I really like that. I Obviously, personally thought that that was a good idea as well. Like, I don't know whether they, they, who thought of that or whether that was thought about from the start, but having, having that as the, the, the way to get the plans because yeah. of the family related, I thought that was good. Well, okay, I shouldn't be giving too much ammo because that's, that's a good positive, but on the flip side, Saw Guerrero. What the fuck was up with that guy? Was, yeah, the he, first 20 minutes of the movie, I always concede. He was, there was no point to him even fucking existing in the movie. Like, besides mm. having that Forrest Whitaker eye and walking around mm. and just rambling on about war gullet, it make, it, he's no point. It's, it's like, oh, he, we had to kick him out of the rebellion because he was too extreme. Mm. But then we got to go attack a Imperial uh, research or data facility. That seems pretty extreme. We could have used we could have used Saw's help, but Saw decided to give up. It doesn't make sense. Why would he just give up? He, if he is a hardcore fanatic and he wants to bring down that the Imperials, why would he just give up like that? I understand mm. he's pretty war torn, but I don't know. You're fanatic to the end, right? Wouldn't a fanatic mm. just rather see everybody burn than to give up? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought he was pretty lame. That that squid ball gullet, ten you know, meant to lose your mind, then ten minutes later. You're fucking mm. Vader. Mm-hmm. Could use more Vader. Could have definitely used more Vader. He was only. I mean, I guess that you don't want to overuse him, but um, I, I don't see why he couldn't have been in the movie more. In, in the movie more. Um, and the and the thing that really pissed me off, really really pissed me off, was the ending. How can you end the movie right before Episode Four? What context does it give the start of Episode Four? So in Episode Four, the um, Leia's uh, blockade runner is getting in- assaulted by Imperial cruiser and then Vader mm-hmm. goes you're part of the rebellion and Leia denies it says we're on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan Vader literally literally like five minutes ago saw your plans get handed onto your ship mm-hmm. does nothing piss you off like what context does it, what, how can you even give that proper context you can't because you just kind of making the first 20 minutes of um, Star Wars Episode 4. You're kind of rewriting that, aren't you? 
Yeah, I I guess like I don't think um, it didn't need to be that literal. It did not lead to. Do that do you remember? Literal. Yeah, I I don't I don't like that either. But in its defense, like um, you got to remember that you know he he's not like he's not like going to layer and like hey can I can I just get like twenty? Have you got like a ten a.m. layer? We can just sit down. No, okay. He he's literally kicking the fucking door down and shooting people to death to death. And then, you know, obviously one Stormtrooper hits his fucking head on the thing as he's walking through, right? Nah, so it's like... It's, it's, nah, it's fucking garbage because it doesn't make any sense. Why Why would he even converse with her like that? Why would you go, where are the plans? Where are the plans? I saw you take the plans. Where are the plans? Like, Yeah, that's... Yeah, okay, I, I see your point. Yeah, that, that's that's true. It's like, true. It's, you, it's you, sort of like... It, you would not... And it doesn't make sense that Lei would even be there in that conflict. That conflict didn't happen organically. That's the other thing that pisses me off. It's so... These rebels called Rogue Squadron decide that we have mm-hmm. to go to Scarif to get these plans. Why couldn't mm-hmm. it be the rebellion? Like, what's the point of having a fucking rebellion if you're not going to fight? The round that fu- another fucking Star Wars round table that really pisses me off. J.J. Abrams had the Star Wars round table in, in um, uh, The Force Awakens, and there's another round table, two round tables in Rogue One where everyone's just chipping in their opinion. Why wouldn't the mm-hmm. rebellion just have clear leadership saying, well, if you're not going to fight the Imperial, you're not a rebellion, then, are you? Mm. Oh, we can't go to war. We can't. We can't. T- but hit the hit the empire straight on. I get it. I understand that there's going to be um, you you got limited resources and you're scared about going up against a superior force. I understand that. But at the same time, you can't call yourself a rebellion if you're not prepared to use conflict. Yeah, like uh, uh, I mean, like see they're sort of trying to they're, what they're doing there is they're sort of trying to at every stage when there's something big try to say that um uh they're the more reasonable of the two sides like they're not they're the they're, they're, they're the good though, people that think they're shooting right? in the back. that's the, that's the other thing i knew you were gonna bring that up right <laughs> but uh like like uh you, you know like i, I think i think that I think that I agree with that as well, but I think I think the thing is right. This this isn't really a fucking uh, uh, it's it's not it's not a core Star Wars movie. It's a fucking war movie with the Star Wars theme, right? That they've slotted in somewhere, right? I would argue it's not even that. I argue it's just a fan made two hundred dollar two hundred million dollar fan made Star Wars film. It's just a it's just a fucking movie that's set in the Star Wars universe, like your fucking made Marvel Marvel fucking movies that you love so much. But Marvel can do it. So fucking Star Wars can't, huh? Well, no, it's not that. It's that I okay. So Star Wars, in my opinion, is number one. It's the benchmark, the blue ribbon franchise, right? It's mm. iconic. These mm. movies make so much money. Everybody knows Star Wars. Everybody can reference at least one Star Wars line, right? Luke, I am your father. Everybody knows that. Everyone's seen it. Mm. Why not just come up with? Why do you have to make everything so convoluted? Why not just have simple? simple stories that make sense why I think I think yes my expect the uh, reason why I love it, the reason why I don't mind it and I liked it is because my expectations weren't high well that does not, that's not a defense for a movie though yeah I know but it's like it's like if if uh, if, if if this movie was the you're force awakening this movie you, you thought this movie was gonna be really shit but it turned out to be okay well, it's it's not I knew it wasn't a core addition oh, to the oh. uh, to the to the, so it's not like it's not like uh, episode fucking uh whatever force awakens is right seven, seven or whatever it yeah. is right it's not it's not like it's not like that right if that movie had some of these mistakes then it that would be a dis- massive disappointment as well we can talk about that at another another episode right yeah. but like this this movie was all it was meant to show was getting planned some fucking 
people getting shot to death uh, it was like with, with, with fucking laser cannons and shit. And they did it in an epic setting, the, the, the Paradise Island setting. Oh, Scary. fucking so good. Yeah, the yeah it was so good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah so, good. so basically, you're the, the, your whole the, argument the new... for, this, your, for your whole argument for this movie being good movie is the fact that this it's it's a Star Wars battle on a location you haven't seen yet. It's 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 a war movie, and like okay. that's why they don't yep. that's why they, that's why they don't have the uh, the entry credit the entry scroll crawl because it's like it's like what would they have said right what would, what would they have like said on the crawl? Well, this is the this is another point I'm gonna make. So there's a book called um, Catalyst, Star Wars Catalyst. And it's mm-hmm. like a, um, uh, well, I guess you'd call it a, a prequel or a prologue, or is it epilogue or prologue, to the to this movie. And it actually gives a mm-hmm. lot of context between the relationship between Director Krennic and um, uh, oh, Jin's dad. I'm oh, sorry, that's, I'm blanking on Jin's dad. Um, anyway, Not Guerrero. Um, so, and that book actually sorry, out the Galen Erso, Erso, Erso. So uh, that fleshes out the. Um, story or the relationship between the two really well because you know how at the beginning he goes um director krennic goes to the farm and pretty much i goes, i need you to come back to work mm. it works because death stars stole right mm. well that relationship between the two um gets really galen Erso between galen Erso and director krennic gets really fleshed out in the book catalyst about how these men were colleagues and how Director Krennic was manipulating Galen Erso's genius to develop, um, I guess, a power supply for this weapon, or weaponize a power supply. So, I don't understand why you couldn't just write four sentences that could succinctly state that. The galaxy's mm-hmm. in turmoil, the rebellion has just started, they're fighting for galaxy, they've, they've made, you know, they're, you know, just something to give us a bit of context um, as to who these characters are and what time we are in the movie. And the other thing is, that's how Star Wars starts. When you see the, when you're in the theatre, right, and you're watching Star, and you're going to watch a Star Wars film, and it's a new Star Wars film, you're all excited. Everyone's loving it. The atmosphere's amped. It's everyone's pumped for this movie because because you, you just want to see a new Star Wars film. It should start like that. It should start with a big bang, boom, and then the text or the crawl goes up, and you just you're reading it, and you just get more excited as you read it, as you read it, and you just think, "Hey, okay, let's go." This started so flat. It just opened up with a, a space shot of a, of a shuttle flying across a planet's surface. Okay, okay. Let me ask you something. What, what's better, this movie or uh, or um, the Phantom Menace? Which one would you rather see again? Which one would I rather see? I can't, I can't answer that question, Matt. Because the Phantom Menace is fucking garbage, right? And uh, <laughs> that's that's got everything you want in it, right? It's got the crawl, it's got the it's got the prequel, it's not slotting in anywhere. So it's 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 got it's got carte blanche to explain how uh, how fucking Anakin Skywalker comes about and all so that sort of stuff. You're but... saying that has to be done well still for makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That, that 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 stuff doesn't make it a Star Wars movie, right? That there's nah, there's still has to there's still more. That is, that is what Star Wars is. That's why it's so. No, but I'm saying I'm saying that it's not just that stuff, right? So so Rogue One, yeah, okay, it didn't have that stuff, but it still had enough in there. I would say. Now, okay, let me let me say one thing. Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, me arguing for this means go watch it, right? 
Essentially, I'm not yeah. saying it's the best fucking. I'm not saying it's no, the best we're fucking saying, stuff. I'm saying what I'm trying to say. Is I'm trying to trigger you through to make you upset that I'm saying this is a bad movie or this is not worth your time. Yeah, that's it's it's you know it's I I I I'm glad I went to see it. Glad I watched it. I di- I didn't hate it when I left. I thought that yeah okay it's just literally what it is what it is. It's just a it's it's just it's just a fucking slot in. Um, it's slot into such a finite uh time span in the in the seg- saga that they got they got no real uh const- they're so constrained in what they can what they can do. Um, they wasted twenty minutes of the f- of the movie introducing characters that didn't matter. I reckon. Um, but the, the basic storyline, the, the solid character, um, the, like Jin is solid character. Um, the, her motivation was solid. Having the dad in the, in the design, the, the fucking place and then put in a weakness. Um, the CGI was okay. I thought, I thought that, 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 that could be really bad. Right. And I thought that was, I would give that credit. Like it's good. What, the the droids. Uh, Are we talking about the face? Sorry, not 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 Le- Leia was the worst one, I reckon. Mm. But um, Tarkin was good, I thought. Yeah, I thought actually, uh, I didn't mind that. To be honest, I thought I I thought you had to have Tarkin involved in the story in some capacity, given the amount of screen time he had in Episode Four. So the fact yep. that they brought him back, um, I didn't mind it. I it, did it look a bit weird. Yeah, it did. But it, did it ruin the story? But probably not. Tarkin, Tarkin of the CGI, so CGI being Tarkin, Darth Vader, mm. and uh, Leia, I reckon that Tarkin was the best. Darth Vader, um, it's very hard. I mean, of course, that one was good as well, but it's very hard not to make that one good because you don't have any facial features. I didn't like Vader at all. People, oh, people got okay. so, everyone got hard over that, that hallway sequence when he um, he's cutting through Rebel soldiers. I, I just mean the CGI itself. I don't mean what it was doing. Nah. Um, so they actually... I, actual, I thought... Him cutting... Him cutting people up was not consistent with how mellow he was in in uh, uh, the fourth uh, A New Hope. I agree. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I agree. And the fact that he was so slow and cumbersome, and I don't know. I just thought, um, I thought because they had trailer. For, see, this movie is also the other thing. This movie is reshot extensively, so they had footage or trailer footage of them running on the beach trying to get the plans to the tower. And obviously they cut mm. that to them going up to an elevator, up through an elevator shaft to get the plans to the tower. Mm. To pre- and I was thinking, the movie they had cut out looked infinitely more interesting than the movie we got. This movie yeah. had the best battle sequence, battle sequence out of all Star Wars. Well, close to the best battle sequence out of all Star Wars films. The yeah, it's a, it's what I'm saying. It's a war movie, right? But it's, it's awesome. It was an awesome battle se- sequence. The, 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 but to get there was so tedious that the first. 45 minutes of this movie was almost pointless. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, true, true. It's, it I mean, was, it was, it was tedious. Actually, it's not a perfect tedious. movie. I, I thought, I thought K2SO was a good droid. I really find him funny. Only, he was literally the only one I cared about when he got shot. He was the only one that had yeah. humor. He only brought levity to the situation. Um, he had interesting dialogue. The motivation, I honestly had a real time, I, I could not care about Cassian. So Cassian was, you know, the the um, male, uh, you know, Cassian is the male protagonist, the leader of Rogue One. And he, the fact that he shot an informant. The, the, the guy that shot the guy in the back, the, yeah. the, the dick, Andor, Cassian Andor. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like The Spanish guy. Why would you do that for? Like, why would you first agree to meet an informant in a, in a one-way alley, a crippled informant, you know, right? Mm-hmm. In the dead end, 
Um, and just basically, when he gets when he gets freaked out, shoot him in the back. Like, yeah. I understand that the rebellion. If the rebellion is willing to go to those extremes to get information and to build a spy network. What difference does that make them in terms of the empire? So the empire would go. Well, to you know, the empire goes to the exact the, same extremes to keep order. They will kill anybody. Well, you know, you know that. That's not. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like he's definitely on the dark side, right? I'm just arguing that that they did that to give the film. Oh, this is a, this is not your this is not your grandfather's Star Wars. This is a this is a heavy metal Star Wars. It's not. It's just a fess in space being a fess. Alright. The the whole listen, Donnie Yen character. A fess is, is not a good person. A fess is yeah is an absolute horrible person. So this, he's just being a fess in space. That's what he's being. Well, Don Donnie Yen and the other guy, uh Jen uh sorry, Baze or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um Turut and Baze or whatever, they're pretty useless characters as well. They're just literally they're like um they're all, there's literally no point to any of them. Yeah, yeah. I just I just didn't understand I I I have a fundamental problem that, that, that the rebellion would go would be would condone that kind of violence against their informants. Maybe they would. I'm probably, I'm making that logic gap myself. But mm. if you show it in the film, I assume that they would. That there'll be other informants mm. doing similar things. But when it comes mm. to on-scale, on-mass conflict, where they realise we got a problem here because there's a Death Star that can literally blow up any planet in the galaxy, and we have an op- opportunity, a window to steal those plans to to confront this problem head-on, they, that they all back down. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 cliched. Like, why can't they just all go? Okay, this is it. This is the opportunity. Let's have this round table to discuss a fucking game plan to assault this facility and get those plans out of there. Why can't it be? Why can't it be the rebellion? Why couldn't this be the one moment the rebellion said they galvanized thousands of planets or hundreds of planets to say, yeah, we're going to put our weight behind this because we've seen the evidence. We saw what happened on Jeddah, or we heard about what happened in Jeddah, and we're going to go there, and we're going to try and prevent this from happening to any other planets. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand that it doesn't that doesn't do much for character development because then essentially you, you cut out a lot of motivations for I don't know. I mean, the whole reason why Cassian went because he felt guilty, I guess, um, and he was ordered by K2SO. And then everyone, the, the other rogue, the other guys from Rogue Squadron felt that that was the right thing to do because they wanted to try and stop this problem. But I don't know. And then they commit their fleet to fight a Scarif to help them once the once they're underway. It's like nobody does. Nobody. 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 Do you know what I mean? Nobody develops plans like that for a confrontation. Even like in real world, I'm pretty sure that the Battle of Midway was not like, oh, that aircraft carrier has gone off by itself. Yeah, we better go help it, eh? Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't understand it's a movie, but far out. Think about things. Why Why is it just the motivations of the, of the few dictate the many? Like, why couldn't they all come together and realise, we're a rebellion, we want to fight for freedom, but we're not prepared to fight for freedom? And what's the point uh-huh. of rebellion? Yeah. Movie's trash. Would you, are you saying don't see it? I would say... I'll say it's not as good as everyone says it is. Yeah, I reckon I reckon it's not as good as everyone says it is either, right? But I'm saying uh, I'm saying still go see it though. So I'd give it like three out of five. I wouldn't give it two out of five. Are you I giving it two would... out of five? Nah, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards go see it. You won't you won't regret it. Um, if you look into it, the uh, nth degree, yeah, it's probably not the best uh, Star Wars movie, obviously. But you know actually, um, you know what I'll say to that? I'll say go on Amazon, go on eBay. Get yourself a discounted copy of this movie on Blu-ray. 
Oh, fucking stream it. Stream it. It's not worth buying. Or stream it. Stream but, it. It's not worth buying. But watch the last... You only Fundamentally, you only need to see the last 45 minutes because that's mm-hmm. where all the action happens. And the action is dyna- it's dynamic and it's awesome. That's, that's, for me, that's the only point of the movie. And then probably skip the last five minutes when they get the plan. Oh, not the last, the last minute when they give the plans to Leia and then Leia literally boots into hyperspace. It's a it's a fucking smash and grab anyway, right? Like they're they're just trying to take your money, right? By having all these stupid films, right? So don't don't feel guilty about streaming it. <laughs> okay, well, I see what. All right, to leave on this note, say so did I trigger you? Nah. Nah, you're too, you're too cool. Anyone yeah. that says Han is too too upper brow, high brow to get triggered. It's uh, we gotta gotta find a movie that I absolutely love and you absolutely hate, or yeah. vice versa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. We kind of both on the. If we're both on the fence, we're both willing to concede and we're not going to get passionate about it. That's mm, the problem. Mm, um, mm. What about this one point, right? We don't want to talk about Force Awakens because that could be like another hour, but are you happy with the two films you've gotten so far for, out of Disney in relation to Star Wars and where the story's gone? Because um, I'm... I, 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 yeah, go on, sorry. I, I like The Force Awakens, but it is the new, A New Hope re, rebadged, right? Yeah. So that's... Literally I, re- yeah. I would say that they're, they're playing a lot on nostalgia, trying to get us mm. those old school feels. And The Force Awakens, I absolutely love. I like Force Awakens better than Rogue One, and I absolutely love Force Awakens up until the part where um, pretty much Maz Kanata's uh, castle, where um, Kylo Ren comes to get the to get the uh, plans to Luke, or the location of Luke's, the well, maps as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So pretty much from, so basically around the, I don't know, the final, again, the final act of that movie, I really like The Force Awakens, and I just don't think that, I just think they're playing it safe and playing it by numbers, and given that, yeah. the, how bad the prequels turned out, or how ill-conceived the prequels were, I kind of think that they're just kind of playing, no, this is like your Star Wars, but we've got new guys here, and new guys here, it's, I don't know. I like it. I like it better than um, the first three. I like keeping you up, mate. I, I like uh, I like uh, the Force Awakens better than the first three for sure, right? Mm. But um, I think that uh, like uh, the, the character development and the characters and the animations and everything was awesome. I thought, right? And the settings were awesome and the music was awesome. But the uh, um, actual movie was they weren't taking liberties with it right now that doesn't mean that it's bad because the first cut, three movies took liberties with the story and it's fucking shit right it's boring they're all too long yeah, not entertaining so um, I think with the next movie if they do take more liberties but keep the same sort of uh, ideas with the how, what makes you character and what makes a good story and what makes it this and that It'll be, it'll be good. So, so I'm hopeful. So I'm hopeful. Just, as long as they make it good, you'll be happy. I, I I don't reckon the first movie was uh, horrible, and I reckon the the second and third movie they make would be good because they can't they can't possibly copy another movie for the next movie, right? So they I got Luke Skywalker back in there. They can't possibly. So you're saying they can't possibly replicate Emperor Strikes Back in the Last Jedi? Is that what you're saying? The new one? Yeah. Because that'd be two on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, now I think they've set it up now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll leave that there. Thanks for uh, joining us for our first ever Full Metal Movie Reviews. We'll try to get these out weekly, if possible. Um, we have a Twitter account. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we'll be on SoundCloud, uh, so you can download and listen there. Cheers, Rob. Thanks for your time, mate.
Yeah, no worries. Until next week. Until next week. See ya.